Tech Show, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of technology within the automotive industry. Join your host, Mark Babin, each episode as he invites some of the top industry leaders to discuss the ever-changing landscape of the automotive industry. From the latest in technology to groundbreaking service processes, you won't want to miss any episode. And now for your host, Mark Babin. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Auto Tech Show. My name is Mark Babin, your host. It is so great to have all of you with me for what is going to be a fantastic episode. On this pod, we are taking a look at the new face of automotive aftermarket. Affected by a global pandemic and rapid technological evolution, it is very clear that the way in which suppliers and customers interact with each other has changed. Now to help us address this point, I am very excited to welcome Alexander Eckstein, the head of European Key Account Management at SKF Automotive Aftermarket. Alexander supports distributors to offer reliable and high quality aftermarket parts to mechanics across Europe and has her finger on the pulse of what is happening on the market on a daily basis. She's going to be a great addition to the show. You're really going to enjoy what she has to say as we address this brand new looking automotive aftermarket industry. So lots to dive into today. Again, thank you for joining. Enjoy the episode and I'll catch you on the other side for a quick recap and debrief. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Alexander, as mentioned, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. It's great to have you here. Appreciate the time. Very much looking forward to uh, your insights on what we discussed today. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's jump straight in. I want to go back to 2020. Of course, this was the first year, the first full year after the pandemic. We saw a ton of automotive aftermarket organizations pushing for new digital processes. And through all of these digital innovations, we're just now starting to see that some of them were more short-term, maybe band-aid, reactive fixes, where, and some of them were long, sustainable options based on what we're seeing in the market today. Now, looking back at these two contrasting approaches that we're seeing appear, what made the difference between those who chose to go for a long-term sustainable option and those who apparently went for a short-term fix? Well, a short-lived band-aid in a digital world is not a digitalized solution. So um, digitization and short-term is a contradiction in itself. So yeah, digitalization means investing time, investing money, investing people to change internal processes. So yeah, once a company has taken this investment, um, its process will be fully optimized in terms of outcome, in terms of efficiency, and in terms of financial savings. So, yeah, digitization (laughs) means being open to adapt fast um, by building appropriate technical platforms and organizational capabilities. So what definitely needs to be there is um, the openness to change and for sure the willingness to learn. I like how you said the willingness to learn because in the automotive industry is maybe different than other industries in how they adapt technology and different geographical regions around the world. In Europe, would you say companies are fairly open to new concepts or do they resist change right away? 
Well, I would I would say it depends. Um, digitization is for sure a mindset and a long-term commitment. So the, the digitization for an ordering platform, for example, takes four to six months of implementation time. And then the return of this investment can be seen in less than one year. So yeah, who went for a sustainable option is already benefiting from the enormous advantages that a good investment in digitization grants. and. Uh, who invested in short-term fixes, to reply on your question, probably wasted money and time. And um, yeah, if SKF only had started with this transformation when the pandemic started, for example, we wouldn't be where we are today in terms of experience and in terms of sustainable solutions. Yeah, so digitization and digitalization is something we as a group uh, have worked on for a very long time, even before the pandemic came, and uh, it's embedded in our strategy. We claim to become, to be, to become intelligent and clean. And um, yeah, SKF has ever had a, a strong focus on sustainability since more than 20 years. And it's one of our ambitious goals to really digitalize the full value chain. So really from end to end. So it's really part of the company culture to embrace change. Absolutely, yes. Do you see that on a day-to-day -day level in the inner workings of the company? Overall, people are quite open to new concepts and open to new ideas and that proactive approach? Yes, absolutely. I see that. And it encourages everyone, all the employees, to think in that way, I guess. You can present new ideas or, or you don't have to feel like you're in a box, I guess, like maybe in a, a more tight-chained organization. No, we're even asked to bring up new ideas. Oh, and we're, we're even asked to you know, to really make the change and to be disruptive in our ideas and, and to speak up whenever we see that uh, something is going in the wrong way. So we're all asked to, to be like this, to, to, as managers, even to lead the change. That's amazing. And I think a lot of companies can learn from that because if you're literally asked to do that, it empowers you. You feel empowered to, what can we do next? You're kind of always mm -hmm. looking for the next solution. Does that give you motivation kind of every day? Absolutely, yeah. And Absolutely. working with customers, I guess you can think in that capacity also. Yes, and it's, it's a lot also about this outside-in approach to really understand what customers want, what do we need to do in terms of data support, in terms of your product information is, is key in this industry. So. Excellent. So like many industries around the world, that need to change came very, very quickly. I think unexpected for most and everyone kind of had to adapt immediately. Uh, those companies like what you guys were doing, having a plan already in place ahead of time versus those that maybe didn't and had to think rapidly. A lot of other industries were able to adapt rather quickly. We look at the retail industry or uh, logistics. They were kind of able to adapt to these changes over the last couple of years very, very quickly. Do you feel like the automotive industry was able to make that transition easily or are there still growing pains from this digital revolution in the automotive space? Yeah. So. Talking about the automotive aftermarket, the industry is very fragmented. So there are a lot of big players, the mega dealers that are, you know, investing in Europe, that uh, are acquiring smaller distributors in, in all the countries across Europe. So consolidation is something that has has been going on and that is going on um, a lot. So from that perspective, um, these mega dealers are heavily investing in digitization and big data because they can only do a proper consolidation process by having the proper data and having the access to their companies that they have bought. So um, this is a big thing and, and a big task. So of course, yeah, accessibility of data is key to be able to steer these companies. And um, 
yeah, it's uh, the only way of doing business in a proper way. So this is one side, the mega dealers. Then on the other side, there are tons of little players like family-owned, small distributors and dealers, and they don't see the return, they only see the investments in many cases. So therefore, they are quite reluctant to change and to digital change, of course, uh, in, in specific. So we, as SKF, consider it as our responsibility to, yeah, especially being a premium manufacturer, to support our customers in their journey of digitization, to, to know how we can help them in the best way to, to thrive this challenge and to sell in the best way. Do you get companies that push back on those recommendations that you give them if you're talking to a, an account and you're presenting these options or, or things that you can do? Do you get that pushback from them? Because they just, I don't want to change, I'm afraid of it. Maybe that's unique to the automotive industry, but I think we see that in a lot of smaller organizations. Uh, well, with most of our customers, we do have a partnership approach, so we really closely oh, talk together and we really you know, discuss what is needed from what side, so we try to give the best benefit. Sometimes we can even improve. I mean, SKF is doing a lot of uh, a lot of good things, and we are providing great support. Sometimes even support from our side is missed. So, being being honest, of course, we also have some homework to do, but we try to have uh, yeah the best way of collaboration with our customers. Yep. So let's touch on the numerous amounts of solutions and services that have appeared on the market that have been built to aid in this digital revolution of the industry. We've seen thousands of products and solutions just in the last couple of years alone come to the market. From your perspective at SKF, what is the team's strategy with the adoption of new technologies that help to propel the business forward in the digital space? Is there a specific process involved in adapting new technology? Yeah, for us, it's key to create an organization and an ecosystem which enables change. So solutions might change, new services will be needed. And within the automotive aftermarket business unit, we try to build an ecosystem which gives us the flexibility to adopt. And uh, we want and we need to be prepared for this uh, constant change. And as I said earlier, we need to have the mindset to adopt quickly. So what we did was we set up a cross-functional team with data, marketing and business development capabilities. And this is based on a very flat hierarchy. So we've created a modern, fast and very flexible structure to yeah, that, that allows everyone to be really open. So the spirit of openness is very important here. Um, and yeah, we've tried to build for this flexibility. And what I think is most important is that the digital team is having a lot of fun. So having fun and having passion in what you do is really key to be successful. And it's, it's, it's fun seeing the digital team working together and progressing. And yeah, so what we did is uh, instead of waiting on the experts that uh, are carrying decades of outdated approaches, we reached out really to next generation young unbiased talents to yeah, disrupt reality and to shape our future. And um, SKF already has a lot of digital solutions like e-invoicing, e-orders, e-warranty return management, uh, e-catalogs, of course, with uh, configurable live data. And uh, yeah, we also do digital customer events, for example. So new requirements rise up from different customer setups. Uh, customers don't want to store all products themselves. So there's a need for drop shipments, for example. Um, wherever our customers are selling, we want to be present and we want to deliver the best support for frictionless purchase of our products. Um, we want to set the benchmark in terms of range and in terms of vehicle linkage. And uh, we want to provide best-in-class product pictures, mounting instructions, just to name a few.
really sounds like you guys are being where you need to be, but you've set up, most importantly, the organization that enables that to happen. I think without that cross-functional team, a lot of these things wouldn't have happened as quickly, so you were able to adapt to what the market was doing rather quickly. Well, yes, it's still a way to go, though. So, yeah. yes, we are positive and, and we have uh, progressed a lot, but yes, there is still some way to go. For other companies maybe looking to like develop these teams in this way that create this type of unity, is there, do you think, a starting point for them? Is it something they just need to talk about and have that open communication? You said how important the communication is within your team and it establishes all of these connections. Is that something that companies can take as a first step, is just encourage more open communication amongst teams? Absolutely, absolutely. For, for me, it all starts with the mindset. So once you have the proper mindset, once you have, um, uh, you really manage that people speak up and that really bring in new disruptive ideas, uh, this, is, this is key. Of course, you have to have the knowledge. Yeah, the knowledge is key and then the expertise, but also mm -hmm. that encouragement from the from the executive team and from the board to be able to think in that way. Absolutely. That's great. All right, so let's look forward to the next decade. I think it's safe to say that both mobile technology and this new service standard of on-demand will play huge roles in the automotive aftermarket space. We're seeing it a lot already. How do you as an organization prepare for this continued digitization? Is there a more of a proactive approach that your company is having to take on or adapt to, knowing what's going to happen in the next couple of years? So we've, we've touched some of the points already, I think. Mm -hmm. Of course, we know the trend. Um, the, the proactive approach here is to have a setup that allows for tapping in for any kind of services, platforms, or aggregators that might pop up. So aggregators, for example, that might arrange for you to have your car serviced. It's all about having data structures. So data and data models need to be geared up for this transformation and the appropriate logistics need to be in place. So having the right parts in the right region in the right amount and uh, anticipating the needs by proper data analytics. Previously, we have worked mainly on analyzing the presence. Why today and in the future, it's not enough to just analyze the present state. But we really need to train our business and our data models to be predictive. Predictability is, is key. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a supplier of premium spare parts, SKF is already up to date uh, with solutions in the digital aftermarket. We have invested a lot in a PIM system. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, we've ever had a strong proactive approach since years. Uh, and SKF has in, has in place, as I said, a lot of digital solutions already. So you feel confident going into the future that no matter what happens, no matter what trends develop, you guys as an organization have the structure ready to deal with that because of the processes you put in place. Absolutely. So we are on a good way. Yep. And uh, I'm referring mostly to the aftermarket, of course, yes. but also in OE, there is the plan to completely digitalize the value chain oh, end wow. to end. So, uh, but in the aftermarket, I'm, I'm quite close. So seeing this digital team having fun, bringing the topics forward, we are all learning from them. Also a different way of working and so on, different way of organizing yourself. It's, that's impressive. That's really a lot of fun. And it's fun because of the challenge that they have. I think the challenge of having to see what's coming next around the corner and, and some stuff we know and some stuff we don't know. But change will continue to happen more rapidly and to have a team that's ready to deal with that sounds fantastically encouraging. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's a lot great of fun. To, it's, it's great to, to observe them and to see the progress they do. Absolutely. Fantastic. 
Alexander, it's been fantastic having you. Thank you so much for giving us your time again for the, the great insights. I've learned a lot and I love it when that happens during these episodes. And I hope that the audience listening can take a little bit away uh, from the process that you guys have set up, which is incredible and encouraging uh, for a lot of the automotive aftermarket industries that are struggling to adapt. I think there's a lot out there that are just doing reactive strategy after reactive strategy, but it really sounds like they need that internal culture and core to encourage change and adaptability. It sounds like that's what you've done and it's fantastic. So congratulations to your team, obviously. It's a, it's a great uh, thing to see happen. Um, but I appreciate your time today and I appreciate you sharing me uh, with these thoughts. Before we end, any final notes from your side? In the automotive aftermarket, availability and a high service level are the most important drivers for our customers. And to achieve this, digitization and digitalization is key. SKF is fully committed to continuously work and improve our capabilities in this area to provide the best services for our customers. Well, I think that's a great final note and it gives confidence to the people you work with now and in the future. I think that's the perfect way to end the conversation. So again, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much. Bye. And there we have it, another episode in the books. What a great discussion. I really love what Alexander was saying there about the partnerships and building together. It really does resonate no matter what industry we're talking about. It's clear that the industry has changed and is going to continue to change. But taking an approach like SKF Group has done, I think can be a massive learning for any company, any size out there in the industry. Uh, and really just proactively look towards building these partnerships and relationships. Uh, and the little cross-functional teams that she mentioned, I think that's a great thing to start looking into if you haven't already and start implementing some of those actions that Alexander mentioned. So a big thank you to Alexander for joining me on this episode. It was great to have her and great to catch up. Uh, we met and had this discussion at Auto Mechanica in Frankfurt. It was a really good talk. But to all of you, thank you for joining me on this episode. If you have any questions about what you heard, or you simply want to add to the conversation that you just listened to, you can reach out to either of us on LinkedIn. Just head to the description of this podcast below and you can see both of the links for both of our LinkedIn accounts there. Reach out to us, ask questions. We're here to facilitate. I look forward to starting those uh, engaging conversations. So again, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Auto Tech Show, of course, powered by AnyLine. If you want to see what AnyLine is doing in the automotive industry, just head to anyline.com forward slash industries forward slash automotive. And we'll bring this episode to a close right there. Again, thank you so much for listening. Wishing you all a fantastic day in the world, no matter where you may be. And we'll see you on the very next episode of the Auto Tech Show very soon. Bye for now.